0: Welcome to the program, listeners. Tyler Friel with you on WISR, 680 AM, 107.5 FM. Great to have you aboard today on the Let's Talk program. Of course, Let's Talk, the half hour where we sit down and chat with various organizations, businesses, nonprofits, and more here in our area. And today's our conversation with Dr. Jason Goliu, who returns to the WISR studios. Dr. Jay, always good to talk to you. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well as well. So we've got a full half hour of uh, discussion here about Dr. Gulio's practice and more. And we'll get into that full conversation coming up here in just a moment. But as always, we like to remind our listeners, if you can't stick around for the full half hour of the conversation or you would go like to go back and re-listen to today's show, you can do that online at WISR680.com. Just look under the programs page there. You will be able to find Let's Talk in today's conversation with Dr. Guglio and and then also you can listen to let's talk on Spotify. You can just search for WISR let's talk. And then you'll be able to find the program where you can like and subscribe to the show as well. So with all of that out of the way, again, here with Dr. Jason Goliu. uh, again, I think a lot of our listeners, Dr. J and familiar with you, familiar with what you do, but in case, uh, we have some first time listeners out there, if you just want to review your practice and, and the latest of what's going on.
1: Okay. So that's a huge thing to do. So we don't have a half hour for that. Um, But it is funny because this, I have a whiteboard in my office and um, I got the email that I was supposed to do this um, because I do this like once a month and I, it was blank. So I'm like, all right, I'll put that I'm doing the show on Friday and, and every person I'm talking like, (laughs) everyone's like, you have a radio show? And I'm like, yeah, for like 20 years. I mean, maybe more than that. I mean, I started this in with Vicki in 2001, maybe. I mm-hmm. mean, so like, it's been a long time. I probably have done this maybe 400 times, but <laughs> you know, so that being said, um, my practice is a functional medicine practice. That's what it's evolved into. Um, my first doctorate in my initial training back in, well, technically, I guess the late nineties at this point was chiropractic and I practiced a more neurologically based style where I was more involved in treating like concussions or head injuries or, you know, more traumatic events than just like, you know, I, I didn't shy away from neck or back pain or things or headaches, but I kind of like saw more of the complicated stuff, even when I was first in practice. So as I evolved, as we should, I became a naturopath. Um, I, him certified in a bunch of functional medicine, um, you know, processes, so to speak. So it's kind of evolved into treating more just the whole person, you know, and I, and I always kind of like tell people, my goal is just to be your doctor, not like your chiropractor, your naturopath, your whatever it is, whatever you see me as your functional medicine doctor, just your doctor taking care of you as a person. Now, you know, that's based on testing and things and i mean obviously the histories and all but you know it's we've expanded to two practices i have one in butler and one in new wilmington um you know obviously over 24 years that's what it's been um you know if you're not growing there's probably like a problem in your sit in your practice you're not doing your job so we've been blessed to grow but I think it's because we work really hard. So
0: when people hear functional medicine, if you maybe just want to elaborate on that a little bit more to kind of tell people what that means.
1: So functional medicine is a way to look at a person through the side of how we work versus like what diseases we have. And so, you know. Medicine is very logarithmic and driven. Now, okay, let's... We I think when we talk about general medicine, we have to separate it out into two components, emergency and other, okay? So, you know, when we go to a physician, like when I was a kid and I would go to a doctor, um, most of those things were either I had, well, you know, we, because I'm one of four boys, where, you know, we <laughs> hurt ourselves or had stitches, right? Those are emergency visits. And then we had like... Uh, well, we had a cold or we're sick, whatever it was. And then I think there were pediatric well visits and things like that. So, you know, the emergency side is to stitch you up, mend a broken bone, like, you know, get you moving. So like, you're not going to die. Secondarily to current modern medicine, which I think, you know, we'll touch on in a little bit is more practiced on a symptomatic picture. And then they're therefore taking a pharmaceutical agent. I'm not judging it. I don't care what they do that on that side. That's fine. Like I'm not, you know, I I feel like there's some competitive competition or like some kind of like animosity. I have none of it. I don't, like I said, I'm my focus is on what I need to do for everyone in my practice, but it's different. There's no doubt. So what I'll do, I'll take data sets, lab work, different functional medicine testing, like, you know, looking at the health, of the GI system, the gut, um, neurotransmitters, I mean, you name it. And, and, and given that there's some cool testing that's out now for, um, you know, brain inflammation, we'll t- touch on it in a second. Then I take that data regardless of the somatic picture. I mean, it, it matters, but you know, I'll tell, I could tell somebody, I kind of like could go without hearing any of your problems other than a history. And I could probably figure it out based on what you're looking at data-wise, you know, because it shows up now that takes lab work or that takes information that takes a time commitment. And, you know, we're not gonna have like necessarily someone take a supplement like a drug and then feel better and like, Oh, I feel better immediately. Like it's going to take a longer process to heal because typically by the time people see me, they've been through like a lot of stuff, a lot of practitioners. I mean, we get a lot of chronic illnesses, a lot of things that are just like super difficult and complicated from genetic disorders, which, you know, you don't treat genetic disorders. Like if someone has a, you know, chromosome abnormality and they're disabled for that because of that, you're not treating chromosomal abnormality, you're treating the person. So, you know, making sure that their GI system is working, making sure that their um, cells are doing their thing the best they can. And when that happens, people feel a lot better and they function better. And like I said, I'm not going to pretend you fix every component of every person, but if a person has longevity and a better result after that, um, we did our job, you know, I want someone to look at a year from now and be happy that they did what we did, you know, like, okay, you know, I'm glad we did that. I feel like a different person. I feel way better. Or like five years from now saying like, man, like I can do things I couldn't do five years ago or whatever it happens to be. So it's, it's a broader picture. It's, you know, a different paradigm, which, Again, I think that this does require, it. Does, you don't have to like shift your whole paradigm and how you see like medicine and life in the world, but it does requi- require a broader thought. It requires looking at systems from a cell level or a cell base versus just saying, oh my, okay, let's take, let's take thyroid dysfunction because that's kind of like pretty common or it's easy to understand because people like are taking Synthroid or armor thyroid. So, um, that is a thyroid stimulating hormone. So you get a test done, you have two high points. They usually do TSH and T4. And then you have some symptoms that might lead someone to think that you have like a thyroid disorder, fatigue, weight gain, hair loss, whatever. And so therefore, they'll prescribe, you know, endocrinology will prescribe, on the typical side, some stimulator, right? That's not treating a thyroid. That's stimulating a thyroid. There's a difference. You know, the thyroid requires zinc, A, D. It requires, like, you know, um, a movement at the cell level. And that's where I focus. So, you know, there was an example this week of a patient who had, perfect thyroid data, but TSH was high. Okay. And she was really concerned about that high TSH. And I'm like, but everything else is working. Let that play. You know, sometimes you have to allow that lab data to kind of find its way, you know, because the body's going to go through a process. And so, but we're so driven to say, but my TSH is high, but my TSH is high. It might very likely you test it in three weeks and it normalizes out because we've, we've worked on the thyroid. We've made sure it was working right. Symptoms are better. And so you just can't simply treat a lab test either. You know, you have to like, look at the person. So, I mean, that's like probably like the nutshell of how it all works, but it just, it fits the long-term healing of a chronic condition instead of just treating the symptomatic components. And, you know, I mean, I do this really because I want people to hear our side, not just, you know, have some version of it in their head. Like they think what we do or they think, and not just when I say are, I don't mean just, my function first, alternative health solutions in Dr. Jason's office, I mean, every one of us. I mean, like, you know, if people are listening to this on the podcast or online or wherever they're listening to it, I want them to hear what I would hope is an intelligent person discussing logical things instead of, like, some rando, airy-fairy nonsense that doesn't make any sense, and you can't quantify it. You know, I, I do have a lot of trouble with... I mean, any practitioner who doesn't continually educate themselves, verify their changes, you know, get quant, get, get the get the quant quantification of the process, and you know, that's our job as practitioners in both fields or whatever you want to call it to continue to do that. It's just, um, I don't know. Sometimes we just gets stuck in a pattern and we just stay there. And I want to like always break through that.
0: So give me, and again, we're here with Dr. Jason Guglio and you've kind of detailed this a little bit, but I always like to have listeners if they're curious. Okay. So how does this process work? So let's say I pick up the phone, I call your office. Give me an example of what you're going to work with on the patient to kind of try to get to the root of the problem.
1: Okay. So someone calls and they're going to call because they have a problem, obviously. So like, let's say they call and they have, um, they're really tired all the time. They're, you know, like gaining weight. They're just depressed. They're sad. Like life just isn't what they thought it should be. Um, they have headaches, you know, like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Which sounds like probably familiar for a lot of people listening. And so they'll come in and sit with me. Um, and we will kind of go through an entire history and I'll go through from, well, immediate symptoms, right? ask what's wrong. How's it going? How's this feel? What's happening? But what I'll do is I'll start to dig deeper at the case and say like, okay, you live in Western Pennsylvania. Have you been exposed to Lyme disease? You had a tick. Um, is there any mold exposure anywhere? I mean, like, um, what medications are you taking? And you know, you kind of start digging, 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 and then you can go back to even like, okay, when you were a kid, did you play sports? Did you hit your head? You know? And like you'd be surprised how often it's like, yeah, I had a concussion when I was whatever age. That's a flag right there. Like, like for example, when someone hit their head and they were like, even though they weren't diagnosed with a concussion.
0: Well, and I'm sure, too, I mean, today we're obviously a lot more – cognizant that concussions exist, but for some folks, you know, the the old term was you got your bell wrong, and people may not have thought twice about it back in the day.
1: Right. And that happened to me. I mean, I'm 49. So believe me when I played football, I mean, like, (laughs) it was like, I remember, um, you know, as I kind of learned my work, I remember when I was like in practice one time and I got hit under the chin on the face mask and I was like, Wow, I'm not really here and I went back and played of course because yeah. that's what you did. And so like I kind of I got pretty lucky with that because number one, I probably only had like like one real big one. Secondly, I knew what to do with it as I learned, you know, because mm-hmm. you know the the wrong thing to do with a kid who gets a concussion is go give him ice cream after, right? Like because You know, when you get hit to the head, it immediately creates an inflammation in your brain, and that's major. And so if you throw any kind of sugar at that or any kind of like McDonald's, no offense to McDonald's, whatever, but like any kind of thing where it would be like a quick sugar. Not, I'm not talking fruit. I'm talking, like, ice cream or, you know, well, you know when you go out. Like, I remember right. You're I talking play, about
0: everything that's behind us on this yeah, table right now. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I
1: mean. <laughs> we have yeah, cupcakes and brownies yeah, and everything. It looked, yeah, it's a whole, bu- whole bunch of holiday stuff. But, you know, you know what we did whenever I was a kid is you go out ice cream after a game. And mm-hmm. that's fine, but, like, not for a concussion kid. You want to give them, you know, like, eggs or bone broth or some fat to feed the brain, you know, like you want to give them fuel to heal that. So that's just like a side note. So like, basically, like, um, you know, I would say you probably should keep some phosphatidylcholine or something on the sidelines or fish oils. So like a kid could take a load of that, and it would hit the brain. But that's, a, that's a whole nother story. So, um, you know, so we identify the depth of the problem. And then we'll decide, and what I'll do is like, I will do when I get home from the show and I will do on the weekend, I'll sit down with anybody new who came in and I'll write a report, okay? And it'll be a detailed report of what I think is happening, what should happen and the testing we should do and the treatment, you know? Cause we can actively treat with our therapies, which I've talked about a lot. Um, there's a lot of things we can do with the physiology, but the patient gets an email, with all the information and the testing and everything else like that and they can read it and then we can either sit and talk about it again or they can call us or you know it just varies i mean a lot of times it's if it's testing like, like let's say it's laboratory work they will get their requisition and go get the labs done and then i'll start doing some like neurologically-based care, let's say, if it's a concussion. And then the lab work comes back, and then we can identify the details of what the patient needs, length of treatment, stuff like that. Then at some point, depending on where the patient is, 30, 60, 90 days, sometimes six months down the road, we'll, we'll review data, or we'll retest the highs or lows, things like that. And obviously, you're always following through with making sure a person feels good. They're doing okay. They understand everything. Um, I mean, I should mention that, you know, I've added – health coaching to the office, which is someone you can sit down with and kind of review your diets and review your like concerns that some people don't always like take to the doctor sometimes, you know, it's like, Oh, Dr. J is busy. I don't want to bother him with that. Well, he's number one. You're not bothering me. That's what I'm here for. But you know, Sue in Butler and Sarah new Wilmington are kind of like my lead health coaches and they will like sit and discuss, the dietary needs and we have plans you know like that mm-hmm. stuff and and i decided to add it because i know it's kind of a big it's it's a very big component that has been done in my opinion not as well as it should be
0: uh, it feels like in admit you been around this business for obviously a long time but it feels like maybe us as individuals are becoming more conscientious about some of these things in regards to not maybe everybody collectively but i think there's a lot more folks out there who are now focusing on diet who are focusing on these things that maybe we neglected 30 40 years ago
1: absolutely i mean like i've i've seen just it's exploded and i like i said you know i i didn't necessarily want to add it because of just, you know, for many reasons, but it just was something that I found the right people for and they're really good at it, but you're right. And the other, the other side that comes in, it gets really confusing because, you know, all those books out there that are written, like the functional medicine world's pretty small. Like I know most of those people I've been in class with them. I've heard lectures from them. Like, um, you know, a lot of it is to write a book to, like, push their agenda, obviously, because that's why people write these books, to sell books, okay? So, and, you know, it's not that they're problematic, but a lot of the data counter counteracts itself, I suppose, or it's like it contradicts itself, right? And so people don't know what to do, because those are all general generic. You have to be. You can't be specific in a text. Therefore you know, that's why you get good lab data or a GI map or whatever it is to define what the person needs. Because, you know, someone might do really well with a keto diet, which is all mostly fats and proteins and things like that. And someone might do horrible on it. You need to know who will, you know, um, you know, there are ways to understand that. But I wanted to mention this because I don't, uh, you know, there's a, there's new testing, not new, new, but new enough for concussions that's laboratory based and it's called neurofilament light chain. And we can use this to follow concussion cases. So instead of just having, you know, I know they're doing, we do a lot. Don't get me wrong. I look at pupillaries and people are dad. I look at the eyes, you know, we do neurological checks, but you know, the thing that I like about lab work is you can't fool it it's there like it's black and white. Right. yeah. Yeah. And so like, basically like I, I, we all do our very best when we're working with concussion cases to like check all the neurology and detail it, but we always have, you know, we're humans. And so, you know, when you're talking about a test, like a lab test where you can test brain inflammation and you can follow that, that's pretty cool stuff. So like, that's a newer one that was released by LabCorp. I've been you know, watching it for a while because like it kind of sits there on like they do their testing and then they like quantify it and then you know you go through your studies on it. So, I mean, you can use it in progressive neurological diseases like ALS, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, etc., just to follow the case along. Um, I do it just to see progression or like changes. You know, um, so
0: I don't want to get too nuts and boltsy here, but. How does it work? I mean, is there? It's
1: testing basically like proteins in the blood because okay. whenever just like like most things are, you know, like um, that's antibodies are proteins, right? You're you're it's an it's a target of a protein, like, and so what you're doing is you're looking at certain proteins, you know, like the neurofilament. So like basically, a neurofilament is like kind of what keeps our nerve cells together. Well, guess what? When they're inflamed, they break. So when there's a lot of broken neurofilaments out there. <laughs> you have inflammation mm-hmm. and when you have fewer, you have less. So you can actually gauge that, um, you know, you can check phosphorylated tau, which is when you have a plaquing in your brain, there's beta amyloid. Um, there are genetic tests for like predisposition to Alzheimer's. And, you know, those are newer on the market in healthcare, but they're really good. I don't think that you'll even see them outside of functional medicine. They won't even be viewed as something that someone would do simply because at this point, you know, most medical practitioners, and I'm going to say most, I mean, I would say almost, I would say all are employed by health networks, insurance companies, whatever, like, you know, UPMC and Highmark and whatever. It's, it's not we're not in the days of the independent medical physician anymore. And, you know, it's run by primarily bureaucrats and they don't like to put money into testing really. So like you're looking at, um, you know, I can order somebody an MRI, for example, (laughs) tomorrow I could say, all right, you know, patient A needs to get a lumbar MRI. They're a cash patient. I refer them to North Pittsburgh imaging by tomorrow. I have the information. Now, if you'd go through the other channels, God knows how long you get it. Even if you get one, you know, because, you know, when you circumvent the industry like that, you can have a much more direct approach at, you know, your healing. Like, you know, I have never in my entire life basically been an insured patient. So, you know, I have, my family and I have something called um, MetaShare. Okay. So it's a co-op. And so what we do is we pay into this monthly. And then if there's like expenses, they're quantified and then you send them in and then once they reach a certain amount then they'll send you money back okay or they'll they'll reimburse you so i've never had traditional health, health insurance ever okay so like i'm not bound by that secondarily like i can refer for any test i want ever like my kids have um never needed to go see anybody but eye doctors and you know dental dentists and stuff like that um not because, like, I have an issue with it, because I would never had the need, you know? So, like, if they needed something, I just referred for it. Now, you know, knock on wood, they've avoided major accidents. Okay, like, that's really a nice thing. But, um, so, I, I don't live in that world mentally, even. And so, like, you know, if, you know, you want quick uh, levels of care, like, you can pay out of pocket and get it. It just, people don't understand that. And secondarily, we're kind of schooled that insurance should cover things, but with the way that insurance works now, and I don't think anybody would deny this, everything's at a snail's pace, you know, like I'm hearing people, they need to go see a specialist. They're six, eight, 12 weeks out, maybe more, you know, um, And I don't know if, like, it's that busy, if it's that they need to have, like, you know, verification of all the insurance stuff. But it needs to be streamlined, and I think that we can do that. And, you know, I treat a huge Amish population, and they're all cash-based. So I can offer them a way better deal than, like, the medical side can like, you know, I've seen people come in with bills for like 90, dollars you know, because they had some stuff done at a hospital or stayed for a couple of days. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So anyway, um,
0: but it's fair to say then the crux of what you're trying to offer your patients is uh, a lot of testing is to take advantage of the testing world and then to try to offer that in a very timely fashion.
1: Yeah. And, and again, like I would say like efficient testing and what's right for the patient, you know, like gather the proper data and then use it to drive the case, you know, and then objectively view it. So we know down the road, we're not missing something, you know, and like, you know, my practice is a hundred percent referral. Like that's all it is. So if I don't get people better, they're going to be like, that guy's terrible, which Mm -hmm. they should, you know? So like I move cases like, because people deserve it. And like, I work for that patient and I don't know, it's it's what I wanted to do as like my own personality, right? I enjoy it. Like, you know, I'm not really someone that follows a lot of traditional components. I kinda, I've always been like the weird outside the box person (laughs) and I never fit that normal stuff, right? I mean, it just fits and it's what I would want for my mom or my dad or my brothers or my sisters. And it's, you know, it's a good world you know, you don't have to pick one or another. You know, it's not like you only do, you only do. But the paradigm is you have to rethink your health, how we heal, what goes on with our physiology, not just a symptom. You know, getting rid of a symptom doesn't mean that you're better. It means you don't have a symptom anymore. So... Maybe that's what people want. Fine. Do it. But like a lot of people want deeper than that. Cause I know we're running low on time here actually.
0: we got a couple minutes okay. left, but yeah. So,
1: so let's, I should probably give my contact information. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my office is actually called my function first alternative health solutions. My name is Dr. Jason Goliou, G O L O J U um, H. My email is Dr. Jason. Now my mom put an I in that name. So it's D R J A I S O N. G-O-L-O-J-U-H at gmail.com. Um, my office phone number in Butler, 724-586-5858. Honestly, I cannot remember the New numbers. number because I never call it. Um, so, <laughs> which is terrible, I know. I mean, like I said, 25 years of radio or whatever it is, and no one even knew I did it. So, you know, I do it because I want people to have an understanding of the alternative world not necessarily my world, not my office, but Mm -hmm. like, like that in general. And I hope that it like can reach one person and flip them a little bit or help them, you know, like if we're not doing that, we're not doing our job. So, you know, my consultations are no charge. My reports are no charge. So if someone wants to come in and talk to me and sit down and understand what I would do or what we would do, they can do that for free because I feel like it's a more fair way to approach it. Meaning that there's no commitment after that point from either side, you know, like it's possible, which does happen where I'm like, that's not a case for me. Can't work yeah. It. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know what, it's not going to fit. It's not going to work. And you know, and I do that because I want to be the fairest to the patient. You know, I don't, I'm not going to like ask for somebody to like, spend money if I don't think they're going to have any mm-hmm. result with it. It's just not fair on either side. And it's not fair to like, you know, the, pra- the, the profession in general to do that for anybody, because that look gives everybody like a bad name and we, don't, and I don't want any of that. So I'm going to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, happy new year. And um, you know, if anybody needs me, you know how to reach us. So have a great holiday.
0: Seven two four five eight six five eight five eight. Yep. There you go. Dr. Jason Gullio, as always, Dr. Jason, good to have you, and uh, Merry Christmas as well. If you missed any of our program, as always, you can check it out online, WISR680.com. I'm Tyler Frills saying so long for now.